and that is Lord Thee I Love With All My Heart. You're listening to Long Gospel Rumination Tuesday on this September the 24th in the year of our Lord 2019. Being a Tuesday, we have with us our good friend, Reverend Mark Smith. Hey, Tom, how you doing this morning? Would you say that again? How are you doing this morning? Very good. Good. Well, it's uh, fall now. It's it's it officially is? fall. Yes. Summer is completely what over. Was it the 21st it became yeah, fall? right, right. Oh. Well, wasn't that interesting how all of a sudden it went from 95 degrees to... Yes. <laughs> oh, beautiful day today. Beautiful day yesterday. Man, weather. I could take it all year long. Really? Oh, yeah. Of course, I like. I do like the change of seasons. Yes, they were talking about that yesterday, that it helps psychologically yeah. people, too, getting something new. and Yeah, get, you get just enough of that in St. Louis. That's what's nice. The winters aren't so oppressive. and uh, Yeah, it works with me. I get a new computer, I feel good. A new right. car, I feel good. A new house, I feel good. New food, I feel good. Yeah. New weather. <laughs> it don't matter. It doesn't matter. No, I mean, somebody said, boy, weren't you hot? I said, How? You're in an air-conditioned house to an air-conditioned car to an air-conditioned synod to air-conditioned hospitals, wherever yeah. you go. Well, you know, you can dress. At least you can dress against the cold. You can't really dress against the heat. If you if you got to be outside, you're it's going to be hot. Oh, okay. But you're right. We were privileged to have air conditioning. That, that really helps. The Lord Thee I Love With All My Heart, uh, written by Martin. Martin Schalling. Oh, excuse me. Not Martin Luther, but Martin Schalling. Beautiful, beautiful hymn. I always think of Walter Hoffman's funeral with this hymn. Oh yes. I, oh, that this is what. Whenever I hear this hymn, I think of his. I think of his funeral at Emmanuel Lutheran Church up in Olivet. Yeah. Yes. Um, the family chose the hymns, mm-hmm. and that was one of his favorites too, for sure. Martin Schalling. Charl- Shaolin first wrote this hymn in 1571, and uh, he—that's when it first appeared as published in 1567. It is a hymn for the dying, and is the only hymn by Shaolin in common usage. But guess who the translator Catherine is? Catherine Winkworth. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that something? Well, I'll tell you, she was busy. She was. Busy translating. Be good Did you get... find any information in that book that I gave no. you? About? Nothing about nothing her. Nothing about her. Oh, it's too bad. Those are only about composers, and she was a translator. Uh-huh. So uh, I'm sure there is information somewhere. I'll talk to Henry Garricky. He'll know that. But um, this appears to be just three verses, but they're long. Yes, yes. That's right. So you think um, for communion you would do it? <sighs> communion. Or would I you... suppose it's possible, yeah. Or... I, I mean, it's a, I, it's a, a, a good funeral hymn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a good funeral hymn. But, uh, but yeah, communion, you could see it too. Yesterday I began the item where I was trying to show the importance of understanding law and gospel because I really believe even a lot of Lutherans still don't understand law and gospel. They keep talking about the content. 
that the law is commandments, the gospel is Jesus dead on the cross or something like that. That's not what we mean by distinctions between law and gospel. We're not talking about content. We're talking about how to apply right. the distinctions between law and gospel. That's right. So what we want to do is uh, kind of take a look at this now and see if Shalene applies it appropriately. All right. So without further ado, okay. first stanza. Lord, thee I love with all my heart. I pray thee ne'er from me depart. With tender mercy cheer me. Earth has no pleasure I would share. Yea, heaven itself were void and bare if thou, Lord, wert not near me. And should my heart for sorrow break, my trust in thee can nothing shake. Thou art the portion I have sought. Thy precious blood my soul has brought. Bought. Bought. You're right. Lord Jesus Christ, my God and Lord, my God and Lord, forsake me not. I trust thy word. So if you're looking for law and gospel, is there any law in this first uh, stanza? Do you think? Let's see here. I'm looking. Well, I want to go past the second line. Okay. With tender mercy, cheer me? No. (laughs) Second line. The second line. I'm looking. The first line is, Lord, thee I Lord love thee with I all, love my, all heart. my heart. The second line is, I, I pray, pray thee ne'er from me depart. depart. Yes. Now, why would someone pray to a God not to depart? Well, because if he does, we're out. You know, if the, well, Holy, yeah, know if if the he, Holy Spirit departs from us, we're outside of the faith. I know if he that does. Is, that is... But why would we pray that he narrated? What, what well, we do that, we do that in liturgy. Lord, uh, we do that in liturgy after after the sermon. You know, we're we say, asking the take question, not thy Holy Spirit from me. Why? Why? Do why? we pray that he would not depart from us? Like, for instance, when's the last time you went to your dad and said, I hope you never depart from yeah. me? Would you ever say that? No. Why not? Because, well, uh, the reason no, why. No, why wouldn't you say that to your dad? Well, because, you know, he, he's my father. That's right. I, I don't want him to leave, right? Right. Okay. And, and this The is, only reason they say that in the hymn is because he should depart. We're poor, miserable sinners. Oh, I see, I, I, I see what you're saying. See, yeah. there's a law. Yeah, right. That you never pray to someone not to depart if you knew they never would. Right. But the fact that he could, could have. Yeah. You know, and, we, and we don't deserve him. Well said. That's very good. It's this idea of deserving him. You deserve your father not to depart from you because of your relationship, your love toward one another, etc. Um, however, with this situation, every religion has one goal, and that's to make sure God doesn't depart from them. But we do it differently than every other religion. Every other religion does it by their works. I would say, I would correct a little bit what you just said. Uh, Most other religions are are not worried about him departing. They're worrying about winning him. They're worrying about bringing him to them. You know what I mean? As if they they can affect him coming to them. What you're saying, and I'm not going to disagree with this, is that other religions think he is departed from them. And they're trying to get him right. to him. Right. 
In fact, that's a good distinction. Uh, we've often said this. See, that's law. That is, that is that's solid law. absolute solid law. That the difference between Christianity and everybody else is that God is already reconciled to us that's in Christianity. Right. People don't think he's reconciled to them. So the problem in every other religion. They're living under the law. Is God. Mm-hmm. God's the problem. He won't be reconciled to me. Good point. So when we say, I pray thee, ne'er from me depart, that can be said in light of the fact, Lord, thee I love with all my heart. Because I love you with all my heart, just like we do our parents, therefore we pray that they will not depart, and they won't. Every time I see a criminal movie and the person is in jail, who's always there at his jail? His mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter what he did, what he's accused of, etc. So that's the first part, is that we recognize he could depart, he should depart, we don't deserve him not to depart. And therefore, we're asking, notice, here we go again, with tender what? With tender mercy. Okay, what's Mercy. Getting, it's it's uh, getting uh, what I don't deserve, right? No, that's grace. That's grace. Okay, it's uh, not, not getting, getting not getting what I deserve. Exactly. So that word also has a law behind it. We don't ask mercy from somebody where I don't deserve punishment. The very fact that we ask God for mercy shows that the law has impacted That's us. That's right. I mean, third sentence, you're already in the law. With tender mercy, cheer me. And why do we want God to cheer us? You, that was real good there. Earth has no pleasure I would share. Yea, heaven itself were void and bare. What does if, that mean? How if, did you understand? Well... If Jesus is not there, heaven is void and bare. Yes. I mean, wherever Jesus is, there I want to be. Because he says that. If thou, Lord, were not near me, that heaven itself would be void and bare. I don't think a lot of people think about that. Because I'm looking forward to food (laughs) and fellowship with other Christians, talking to Paul maybe. If he gets a chance. You're talking about the interim estate, or are you talking about... No, I'm talking about heaven itself. You're talking about heaven itself. Because it says, yet heaven itself were void and bare if thou, Lord, were not near me. And uh, if right. the Lord is near me, so also are all the saints. Absolutely. Yes. So I don't think a lot of people think about that, though, that heaven, if it were void and bare, it wouldn't be worth being there. A lot of people don't think that at all. In fact, you ask most people who say, yeah, I'm good enough to go to heaven. Well, what are you going to look forward to? Nobody says being with Jesus. Being with Jesus. No, they always say, well, it'll be bliss. It'll be happiness. uh, See my relatives. If Jesus is there, it's going to be heaven indeed. Yes. That's what's going to make it. That's right. Heaven. Uh, Not the uh, various parts of heaven. And yet at that right hand, there are pleasures forevermore too. So, this also has an impact, verse 1, on your life here on earth. 
which starts, And should my heart for sorrow break, now what's next? Let's see. What? Where are you now? I'm looking. First verse. First verse. Uh, oh, yes. And, and should my heart for sorrow break, my trust in thee can nothing shake. Now, that's interesting to say, because every time we sin, isn't that shaking our trust? My trust in thee can nothing shake, even if my heart for sorrow breaks. But when we sin, is our trust shaking? No, we 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 still have that unshakable faith, even, even in the midst of even the That's midst of. That's well sin. said. Even in the midst of doubt. Yes. Yeah, I had a call last night uh, near midnight about a good friend of mine whose mother had just gone to the hospital for surgery that evening, and um, I was ill, so I haven't been going to the hospital. I think I'll make uh, a stop there uh, as soon as I can. But um, what she all she wanted was a prayer, so that her mother's trust uh, would sure. be increased. Yes. In fact, I I should phone Steve Engelhardt because it's one of his members. Mm-hmm. Um, but at any rate, my trust in thee can never can nothing shake. You see, it doesn't say nothing can shake me. That's a peace that surpasses all understanding. It doesn't say nothing can shake me. Nothing can shake my trust. Right. The peace that surpasses all understanding. Yeah, that's a... Keep your hearts and minds in Christ That's a trust that is built upon the foundation of the Holy Spirit in Jesus. Thou art the portion I have sought. Now, he hasn't talked about anything like that. What does he mean? What, What has he been seeking? Thou art the portion I have sought. Thy precious blood my soul has bought. Hmm. Thou art the portion I have sought. What's thy everybody blood. in the world worried about? What's going to happen to them when they die? Right. And so when this says, Thou art the portion I have sought, when I'm thinking about life after death, I then remember thy precious blood my soul has bought. Notice there's nothing he's done. It's all that Jesus has done. That's a little... F- Go ahead. It, it, don't you think it's a, just a little bit funny how he's expressed that, though? Thy precious blood my soul has bought. Uh, he's saying that, well, I mean, we haven't we haven't earned it. No. It's a, it's a free gift. It's his, like his, when you... His bu- sacrifice of his holy precious blood on the cross for our salvation, that's an absolutely free gift. We haven't, we haven't bought it. We haven't merited it. Why does he say it in that way? Because he's not referring to us buying it, but to Jesus buying it. Let me see here. Uh, thy precious blood. Thy my... precious Oh, I see what he's saying. <laughs> yes. You have bought my soul with <laughs> yes. your precious blood. Right. I get that now. Sure. It's just a little bit the order of the words in there. Threw yes. me a little bit. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Thy precious blood. You, you have... You have bought my soul with your precious blood. Remember, we have that in the our kind of purchased and won. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not with gold. Not or with silver. gold or silver, but with his holy precious, precious blood, blood and his innocent suffering and death. I think he's quoting sure, that here. You probably so. Yes. Yes. So um, grant Christ my God and Lord my God and Lord forsake me not. I trust, trust thy, thy word. word. So that's. Um, 
there's law there that he could forsake, but he's made a promise. Who does he not forsake? Those who trust trust in him. His word. Never leave. He's, he says, I never leave thee. I never forsake thee. And that, is that a work that I do? That I trust in him? No. no. It's a work of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Go ahead with stanza two. Okay. Yea, Lord, t'was thy rich bounty gave my body, soul, and all I have in this poor life of labor. Lord, grant that I in every place may glorify thy lavish grace and help and serve my neighbor. Let no false doctrine me beguile. Let Satan not my soul defile. Give strength and patience unto me to bear my cross and follow thee. Lord Jesus Christ, my God and Lord, my God and Lord, in death thy comfort still afford. So, stanza one talks about mercy. Stanza two talks about what? Lavish grace. Grace. Yes. So what's grace? (laughs) <laughs> Here we go again. Uh, giving us what we giving us what we don't deserve. Exactly. Yeah. Well said. Mm-hmm. Boy, where'd you learn all this? Oh, I tell you, it's, <laughs> it's review again and again and again. No, it's such a simple thing, but it really I know, helps. But I don't know why here. I just get the terms mixed up. Well, because they're so close. Yeah. There you go. Um, notice we're getting back to his precious blood in verse two. Yea, Lord, t'was thy rich bounty gave, what? My body, soul, and all I have in this poor life of labor, Lord. So he gave that to receive our bodies as members of the Holy Christian Church. Right. And we ask, therefore, that heaven itself were grant that I, I'm sorry, Lord, grant that I in every place yes, may glorify, may glorify thy clavish grace. In other words, share, share that grace. Share that good news. And how do we do it? The next line. And help and serve my neighbor. Very good. Right. Yeah. So this has got law. It's got gospel. It's got justification. It's got sanctification. Sanctification. Right. So we love because he first loved us. Yeah, that's really important that our love only comes because of his love toward us. Any other love that we have would be out of self-interest rather than in love for Christ. Go ahead with stanza three, please. Lord, let at last thine angels come to Abram's bosom bear me home that I may die unfearing and in its narrow chamber keep my body safe and peaceful sleep until thy reappearing. And then from death awaken me, that these mine eyes with joy may see, O Son of God, thy glorious face, my Savior and my fount of grace. Lord Jesus Christ, my prayer attend, my prayer attend, and I will praise thee without end. That's a, that's a great verse. I mean, that's, that is, a, this is what makes it such, such a meaningful funeral hymn, really. Yes. I mean... Uh, it reminds me of Job. Yeah, parts of it. You're right, where it talks about uh, my my own eyes will yes. behold him. Yeah, it says my own eyes, not someone else's eyes. These same eyes that are in my head now will be restored, and I will see my Redeemer living, on the, uh, standing on the last day. Yes. Which nobody on earth can see. Right. Remember, even when Moses saw God, he only saw the backside. That's right. 
Yeah. No one can see God and live. Yeah, we will. This mortal puts on immortality. Yes, and then we can we will be old and faithful. Even in Jesus Christ, we only saw his human nature. About the closest we got to his divine was the Mount of Transfigur- Transfiguration, and that was only like one millionth yeah. of his uh, glory. And then uh, John, uh, John saw him on the island of Patmos. That was uh, well, that was in a vision. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So visions are different because. Mm-hmm. Look at what Jesus looked like in a vision in the island of Patmos, chapter uh, 5 of Revelation, a slain lamb. Yes. He did not go to heaven as a slain lamb. No. Didn't look like that. But uh, metaphorically. Uh, exactly. He, 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 he really did. So um, the funeral part comes in at the beginning of stanza 3. Lord, let at last thine angels come. Where does that come from? Well, the idea being that the angels, of course, will escort us to heaven. They will help with the resurrection. Right. I don't know if you realize, but there's another... The Sunday is also the Sunday of St. Michael. Michael Mas. St. Michael and all angels. Right. And it's got the passages in the Bible. I did one of them on Monday. Uh, the passages in the Bible where they had the war with Satan. Yes. And Satan was defeated. The dragon. Yeah, right. by, by Michael. And in fact, that's the only place in the Bible that the serpent in Genesis is said to be Satan. Yeah. yeah that, is that right? That's yeah. the only place. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, Genesis 12. That old, I'm, I'm a, uh, that Revelation ancient 12. serpent. Yes, right. Out right. uh, to then, you're, nowhere in Genesis does it say it's Satan. Uh-huh. Now, we assume it, you know, because he's, you know, have fallen. But, boy, when you look at the whole scripture, really things come together pretty yes, good here. Have you decided what text you're preaching on? I think I'm probably going to preach on that uh, that text about the about the, the dragon being yes. slayed yeah. by Michael. And I, I think a lot of people will be learning for the first time there was this war, how it came about. Right. Uh, there's two passages that talk about it, you know, so you'll want to look at both of them there. But uh, you think you'll do the hymn? Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. It's really a good yeah, hymn. Yeah, it is a good hymn. Yes. And uh, it's to be used for funerals, although it's under the category in this hymnal of trust. Yes. And that's, of course, another word for? Faith. Yes. And that's another word for belief. Right. A lot of people don't realize that, that in the Greek and Hebrew, all three of those English words are, are the same word. And that's why the Reformation was so important. We're not saved by our works. We're not saved by our better behavior. We're saved by trusting a promise connected to Jesus Christ. Doesn't Sola have, fide. Which is Latin Faith for, alone. Yes. Faith alone. Uh, if I, what are the solas? Sola gratia, grace. Sola fide, faith, and sola scriptura, scripture, and then and uh, sola Christi. Yeah, we, we got to remember right. Christ alone. How come we don't include sola Christi with the other? I mean, that's we usually talk about three. How come? Uh, you got any idea on that? No. Uh, although I usually, like you do, I like putting in the fourth. Yeah. Where are you preaching? 
uh, Prince of Peace Lutheran Church, just south of the Watson and New Sappington uh, Road intersection, uh, 9 o'clock Sunday morning, or if you can't make Sunday, 5 o'clock Saturday evening. And then your Bible classes... Bible classes on the topic of the Holy Ministry. Before or after the worship that's service? That's after the worship service Sunday so about morning. 10 about, about 1030, right? And that's where you Love have. to have you. Well... That's where they'll have the the pizza, the donuts, the cheeseburgers, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you got a pizza place next door. Tomorrow, God bless. For a tax deductible gift to Law and Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box two eight nine one zero, St. Louis, Missouri six three one three two. To give online, visit Law and Gospel one hundred one dot com or call toll free one eight seven seven two six seven one nine six two.